The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Get your money mind right. But first, this segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yay! Remember Fantasy Island? Welcome to Fantasy Island. Oh, I remember. Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. <laughs> I, I had, am Ricardo Montalban. I had a song on that show. Did you really? I did. Fantasy Island. You know, Fred had a mini car. You know, Tattoo's car? That's... I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the show, but Mickey <laughs> but Gilly was on the show once. Well, yeah, well, Fred, Fred knows him. So did you... So you know Tattoo was yeah. one of his best friends. So that little mini car is... Fred's mini car. Really? Yeah. Fred designed mini cars. That's how he, because wow. he was at a at an Aaron Spelling party, and that's how he met Farrah, and that's wow. how he. Uh, and Fred knows Mickey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, sir. Because his best friend was some cowboy guy. Oh my God, his name escapes me. I can't think of it. Well, tell Fred I wrote Texas Heartache. Oh, he'll be so excited to know <laughs> that. It was, you know, it was on the Put Your Dreams Away album. Oh my gosh! He, he, wouldn't that be funny if he had it on like his little iTunes yeah. mix? I'll have to take a look at that. Texas anyway, Island. everybody, you're probably like, "What the heck? Who are these it's people?" The music, it's the music trivia part of the show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> As you slowly usurp my keys to riches. <laughs> anyway, folks, I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your purveyor of prosperity, and this is the maestro of moolah as well as music, Michael Terry. Thank you very much. And we will help <laughs> you get your money mind right on today's show with the following eight features. So first off, we have this week's key, which is... Forget the perfection principle. I know. Key 11. FPP. FT. FTPP. FTPP. So anyway, yeah. So forget the perfection principle. Uh, We have a great moolah word of the day. If you've ever done a check over the phone or created an automatic debit from your checking account, we're going to talk about how that happens with our investor word of the day. And uh, in the uh, interest... Of this week's, well, actually this month's it, uh, celebration of awareness, it is the National um, Life Insurance Awareness Month. That is going to be our topic for today's show as we talk about the myths of life insurance because... Um, Good topic. It is. I have decided opinions about it, and I've had people on the show here. We've had a couple people, and you know, I almost feel like I did myself a disservice by kind of playing along and listening to them tout the benefits of their product when I know that that type of life insurance, the universal life, I love you life, whole life, all of that life stuff, with the exception of term, is a problem. Yeah. Because investments and insurance 
shouldn't mix. And I'll explain why when we get there. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to talk about life insurance because it is a critical piece for building wealth, but it's not a lifetime piece. Because if you think about it, life insurance is not about your life anyway. It's about the lives that continue on after you have left the building like Elvis. So we're going to talk about on that, that on today's show. So, um, so it should be pretty exciting. We'll have a lively discussion. Uh, so anyway, um, moolah word of the day. Bring it on. Bring Shall it. we? So this week's moolah word of the day is actually an acronym and it is A-C-H, Alpha Charlie Hotel. Um, that's the aviators phonetic alphabet, but the actual acronym, <laughs> I'm just showing you my prowess <laughs> in uh, other acronyms. Cause you, and you know, what's really funny is the police use the totally, they're like, you know, all names, all of theirs are names, but in aviation, it has nothing necessarily. There's mm-hmm. a couple of them, Romeo. Yeah. But you know, not all of them have names. Uh, so ACH stands for Automatic Clearinghouse. It is a nationwide electronic funds transfer network which enables participating financial institutions to distribute electronic credit and debit entries to bank accounts and to settle such entries. So if you have ever done a check over the phone and they ask for your routing number and then your account number, yep. or if you've ever set up auto pay and they ask you for a canceled check, mm-hmm. all of that process is through this automatic clearing house, the ACH. Okay. And so they manage all of the transactions and send the money in the, they take it out of this account and put it in that account. It's different than charge accounts. So there's one, one company that does this. Yeah. One place. Wow. I know. Talk about a monopoly, huh? Kind of. Yeah. Pretty crazy, isn't it? I thought so. Maybe we should get into the business and offer some competition. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, I knew, like, I remember when I, I don't know, I've always been enamored with building wealth and I just knew that I was, I remember telling my father that I, that I was angry at him because I was born into the wrong tax bracket. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was meant to be rich. What is this? And so, um, uh, so I had looked at becoming a bank and I remember when I was 18, I looked up the rules for becoming a bank and you only needed to have $50,000 to start a bank. And I'm like, I'm so starting a bank. And then I so fell for a guy and then How had to buy that? a house. And 50 grand. That's all you need. Huh? That's all you needed back then. I'm dating myself. That was back in the 80s. <laughs> but yeah, you only need 50 grand to start a bank now. I don't know how much it is. But I am a lender, so it's not quite a bank because I don't accept deposited funds, mm-hmm. uh, but I do lend money. And so I'm still reaping the benefits of being a bank of sorts, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, the automatic clearing hound is a is a nationwide electronic funds transfer network. So um, it's a it's a participatory thing. So not every bank joins it, but it's how you can use your checking or savings account to draft money without a physical paper check or the use of a debit card. So I think we need to make sure that we. Um, understand what that is. Uh, so that's this week's moolah word of the day or moolah acronym of the day, if you will. This week's key is our 11th key in the keys to riches financial philosophy. And it is 
Forget the perfection principle. Yes. So this week's key is an awesome key because if you think about it, we've really come so far in what we've done with our keys. I mean, mean, just think about like we're almost at the 90 day mark. You know, we have made some unbelievable strides and, and we've materially changed the way we look at money, the way we handle money. We've evaluated our past behaviors. We've made structural changes in our behaviors so we can program new ones to override the ones that aren't supporting us. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready for next week's key, which is... Remember real estate. No, no, no. that was last week's. Practicing the three R's. There you go. So we're getting ready for our review, revise, and recommit. And this is the the reason why this key is in front of that. Good job there, big guy. The reason why this key is in front of that is because we need to learn how to manage catastrophe. And so the first person and usually the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. And so this week's key focuses on how we can take the meaning of our mistakes forward and ditch all of the baggage, all of the emotion, all of the guilt, uh, the the self-worth issues. And so that's what we're going to learn on today's key, but we're not going to learn it here. We are going to learn it on our other show because the Keys to Riches has gotten so big and so popular that it is its own syndicated show. Right. And it's available at, on Libsyn and on our channel um, and or also on iTunes. But it is also its own website, too, keystoriches.com, which is totally dedicated to the financial philosophy. And so if you are interested in learning more and delving into this week's key, as well as signing up for our video course that is free, one of my favorite four-letter F words, and this... Uh, uh, so you can learn all of them. It's a video course instructed by yours truly. And uh, so that's at keystoriches.com. If you want to learn more about this week's key, you have to listen to that in its own show. But it'll be super fabulous, I promise. Okay. Which now frees up our time to talk about insurance. Life insurance. Specifically life insurance. So for those of you who have not been with us the whole season, uh, our fourth key in the keys to riches is knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. And this is where we learn all about what it is that we're supposed to know about money. And then we evaluate, we do a knowledge checklist and we identify what it is we do know and then what we need to learn. And in this key is where I have developed my three, five financial strategy and uh, my five minutes to financial wellness program. Because ideally, if you just spend five minutes a day managing your money, you can be financially free. It's that simple. Really? That's it. Five minutes a day. So three questions, five areas of concern. The three questions we answer along the way in our keys, which are? Oh, boy. Um, uh, I know it starts with a W. Uh, Where am I? Where am I? Where am I going? Where am I going? What's the difference? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Who am I? Hello. <laughs> yes, our, our three W's. Where am I? Where am I going? And what's the difference? So where am I is our what? Well, the, your 
balance sheet. Your balance sheet, not not where you are physically in the world, but your balance sheet. Yes, that's what GPS is for. Right. <laughs> this is our financial GPS where we figure out where we are, and we use that. We use a balance sheet to determine how much we have, how much we owe, and what the difference is, or and that's I, our I net bank. worth. I, I bank or Quicken would, would do the same thing. That's a, ba- yes. that's a balance sheet, right? Uh, it can create one. Yeah. It's a ledger if you were wanted to be technical. Right. It's a ledger. Um, and you can create a balance sheet from what's inside. It's my favorite so, software. There you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Quicken is kind of the deal. Um, they sure spanked, uh, you know, Microsoft money out of the water. Is Microsoft money even around? I don't know. You I know, used that because it came free back in the day. When I bought my Windows 95 computer. <laughs> you know, Quicken, Quicken, I think, started as a Mac program, and then it just moved over to Windows, and then it started it started taking care of Mac people, and now now it it stopped making it all together for, for Apple. It's cloud-based. Siri is having a problem with that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, so now the Mapple people have uh, iBank. Yeah. Which is so, good. It's a good program. So, um... Uh, yeah, because you, I people are kooky. Yeah. <laughs> you, I kids, <laughs> but that's another show. My opinion on I kids. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so we got our three questions. So we've got our balance sheet. Where am I going? Those were our goals. And what's the difference? That's, um, our cash flow, our, our savings and spending tracker for our monthly, um, or our daily expenditures and incomes and outgoes. Uh, so then we move to our five areas of concern, and that's what this week's uh, show is all about, is one of the five areas of concern. So do you remember the five areas of concern? Oh, boy. No, I don't. I'll be honest. <laughs> there you go. I appreciate the honesty. So first we have income and expenses. Then we have what? Uh you know, I, I, I'm starts with a P. Preservation of. No, that's further down. Yeah. The second one is starts with a P, and that's where we're at. P. Ro. Oh. Te. Protecting our protections. Assets. So we have in we have income uh, and expenses, protections, asset accumulation. asset multiplication and asset preservation. You were jumping to the final one. Yeah, which is typical. So asset preservation um, is about legacy planning and stuff, but this one actually falls under protections. Uh, And because it's National um, Life Insurance Awareness Month, I want to make sure that you're aware of what its limitations are. And there's a great article uh, on bank rate that uh, if you just um, uh, Google bank rate article, myths of life insurance, that's what we're going to talk about today. This is kind of the foundation for our discussion. Um, I sold life insurance at one point in my financial advising career. And, uh, and so I have decided opinions about it. So as we talk about this uh, area of concern, protections, insurance is not about getting rich. Insurance is about ensuring our success financially. And so we buy car insurance because if we hit somebody 
or a pole, we can uh, we can utilize the insurance to pay for damages, for medical bills, etc., for repairs and everything. And we're required by law to have. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's notwithstanding. So, but we use that so we don't have to dip into our pockets or to necessarily right. have those deep pockets. So, insurance, like a lot of people think, insurance is a waste of money, but insurance is renting millionaire status before you get there. Right. And that's when we make a fundamental shift in how we look at insurance, we can be more strategic about it. So if insurance is about renting millionaire status, this is my very first argument when it comes to life insurance. If it's about renting coverage, why would we invest in it? Mm -hmm. It is not an investment. Everybody, and like I said, I've had guests on this show that tout the miracles of life insurance as an investment, but it is not an investment. And, and here's, some, some, here's a quick litmus test on how you can determine whether or not it is an investment or it is an insurance product. But first, this segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Visit UnlockYourWealth.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So here's like a litmus test, and you can get this from a book by Howard Dacey. He wrote a book in the 70s called What's Wrong With Your Life Insurance? And that's, you know, when a lot of these policies, these whole life policies, and now they're universal life, they're like, they got all these types of mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah life. I was a sucker. I got, I went, in, I got into it. Yeah. So, so they have all of these things that, um, that call themselves life insurance. Uh, and there's a bunch of different moving parts. But when you take money that you've earned and you put it in the bank or you put it in your investment or brokerage account, depending on the type of investment that you put it in, it's liquid. You can get it out. You might pay a penalty if it's in a retirement account, but you could you can get it back out like right then and there. And 100% minus any fees, you know, like for selling shares or whatever. Mm-hmm. But ideally, you get like a bulk of it back, the majority of it back. Is this a little bit is skimmed off for fees, for resources? But if you put that same amount, you know, let's say you get talked into a whole life or a universal life product and you put like 10 grand into it. And the next day, all of a sudden, you know, uh, you have somebody from uh, some foreign country that's going to give you a whole bunch of money and you need to wire them $10,000 right now so you can help them move $240 million, uh, into your name because they want to escape the, the uh, right. oppressive government that they're in. Right. And uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, we always have legitimate emergencies. Um, and so, uh, so you need that money back. So if you call up the insurance guy, are you going to get your ten grand back? No. Exactly. So if you don't get it all back, you're not even going to get part of it back because it hasn't, quote, accumulated cash value. Right. So all you have is overpriced insurance. 
for 10 grand. You do not have, it's not an investment. Do, do people buy it that way? Because I, yes. I, I told you my story. I put in 25 bucks a month for right. years and years and years. Yes, but rich people and uh, upper middle class people get hoodwinked into this all the time. No kidding. Yes, because they're told rich people use it to hide money and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. You know, and you can put money into it and take it out tax free because you borrow against it. But then you don't have to pay yourself back. But if you do, you keep the interest. I mean, it's just it's way too convoluted. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of that update about that we did about happiness and and, and about materialism, Uh you know, and and more stuff only equals more stuff. And we need to have a simplified way of doing things, you know, when it comes to clearing the clutter and containing all of our projects. And the more sophisticated any process becomes, the less successful it will likely be. It's always the simple things. You know, the simple little widget that sells 100 million units. Right. Right? Right. You know, but like how many people buy like super sophisticated event planning software? Yeah. You know, that manages the details down to what room somebody's staying in, what meal preferences. Like, Like how many people buy that? Yeah. But everybody will buy like a little flashlight that hangs on their key ring. Right. Because it's simple. Yeah. We understand it. We get it. We know how to use it. It's a simple like purpose. And, and, and the people that make those little flashlights will sell 100 million units yeah. Yeah. like that. You know, so simplicity is key. And so when you get too many moving parts in any investment, I mean, just think about, you know, the savings and loan scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many moving parts about mm-hmm. that with Charles Keating and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um Simplicity is the key. But let's talk about some of these myths here from this. Uh, Jay McDonald uh, wrote this article for Bankrate. And it is just, it's, you know, it's right on the money. Um, so the first myth that uh, he talks about is uh, that life insurance is not really life insurance. It's really death insurance because you never live to collect it. So let's talk about, um, as we move through these, let's, let's pepper this with some truth. So what is the purpose of life insurance? Well, if you have an insurable interest, and we'll talk about that in a moment, then you need to have life insurance if you're not already independently wealthy. And if you are uber independently wealthy, and you actually would like to to see your kids enjoy what it is that you're passing down. And I can think of Joe Robbie Stadium as one example where the kids couldn't afford to pay the taxes. So they had to sell the stadium. Um, They couldn't, uh, they couldn't keep the stadium. So uh, if, if you were uber, uber wealthy, then you can use life insurance as a tool to offset the um, the death taxes, the mm-hmm. inheritance taxes. So, so that is what life insurance should be used for. Okay, it's a tax free benefit to whomever receives it, but it's uh, uh, and it's usually used to offset other stuff. Now, an insurable interest means that you have debts that you owe or you own property that will have to be distributed amongst heirs. Um, And heirs are not necessarily a reason to have life insurance, but if you're financially responsible for people, 
That is when you want to have life insurance. Okay, so if you have kids, if you have a spouse that's not working, that's taking care of the kids, if you have a business that uh, two people are involved in or more, you've got partners, let's say, one is the intellectual property side, one is the sales side. And if one of you goes... How do you replace that person? Plus, if there are spouses, do you really want the spouse coming into the business or would you rather right. be able to buy them out? So that's, you know, key man insurance is a business form of life insurance. So all of this makes sense. It's important to be able to have insurances in place. Now, there's... um the older you get, the more expensive it becomes, but life insurance as a whole is going down. And it's because of what this little term in the industry is called the compression of morbidity, which means we are living longer lives and at a higher quality. And so the cost of life insurance is actually going down. But as you age, the premiums will go up. Right. But you don't necessarily need it when you're older. You need it when you're younger and you're starting right. out. And and again, you have that insurable interest. You know, you are financially responsible for a spouse and children or maybe a special needs sibling or parents. You know, so so if you have this burden, you have to be able to pay for this. And there's a way to figure it out on whether or not you need life insurance and on how much. So the idea is that that money gets invested, you know, once it's paid out. And the way to calculate how much you need is determine how much you owe. And, you know, because if you have a non-working spouse then you want to make sure that they don't have to worry about how do I come up with a mortgage payment and stuff on top of living expenses and everything else. So you want to make sure that you have enough life insurance that covers your debt and then 10 times the annual um, expenditures for those people to survive. So like if you have a brand new newborn, they say it's 250000 to raise a kid from zero to eighteen. So you already know that number. So that's yeah. an easy number to get, 250. All right. Let's say you have a newborn and then you have a five-year-old. So you don't necessarily need 250 for the second kid. Right. You know what I mean? So you've loft off part of that. So maybe you only need 200 for the next kid. Okay. And then, you know, calculate the household expenses, you know, for water, gas, you know, utilities and stuff. What are the living expenses for the property? Then lump in the mortgage amount. And you want to create this big pile. And it seems like, oh, my gosh. For, you how, know, for how many years would you do that? Well, until you can self-fund. So if if you get like you. a million dollars worth of coverage, let's just say that, that it's a million dollars is the need. Mm-hmm. All right. It's dirt cheap when you're young anyway. <clears throat> yeah. And the prices are only going down because, again, quality of life and stuff like sure. that. So after you hit age 25 and that prefrontal cortex is fully developed so you're not doing crazy stunts like driving recklessly and stuff like that, all insurance goes down. It's so great. So um, so you start a policy at 25 to, to provide for your family. And, you know, maybe it'll take you 10, 20 years. It depends on, you know, what type of business you're in, how well you save money. And then the idea is that you only need it for a specified period of time because then you 
you become self-insuring once you get right. rich yourself. Right. Because once you get rich, once you get those bigger dollar amounts in the bank and you use the rule of 72, which tells you how many years it takes your money to double, every time it doubles, it's going to double exponentially. Because then, you know, as soon as you hit that magic number of like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand then uh, becomes two hundred, which becomes four hundred, which becomes eight hundred, and and sixteen hundred. You know, now you're so now you're in in the millions. So depending 1. on, 6, you know, how many, and so but one point six million becomes mm. three point two. Yeah. You know, and if you make twelve percent, your money's doubling every six years. Wow. Yes. And that's not, and that's on its own without adding to it. Right. That's just exponentially doing its thing. And 12% is is realistic in today's marketplace. Banks aren't paying it. But if you're savvy and you find the right investment tools, you can easily make double digit returns and be able to generate that kind of wealth. And again, you know, so then 3.2 becomes 6.4 and then 12.8. And now it just becomes silly. At that point. Yeah. So you need to cover the gap for your family, you know, um, especially because if you have small children and you and you're choosing to do the homeschool or stay at home spouse <clears throat> route, then you've got to be able to provide for that. You, yeah. you, know, you, you know, otherwise somebody's going to have to go to work and, and your hopes and dreams for your family are going to go yep. out the door. Yep. So you got to plan for that. But, there, you know, um, that's some of the things that we didn't even get to this article and we're already at the end of the show, but that's how you want to strategically plan for life insurance. And if you want a worksheet on how to calculate your insurance need and to determine your insurable interests, just visit our website at keys to riches.com and get your financial five. And it's in there. It's in all of those documents. And so just uh, look for the life insurance worksheet. So uh, thank you so much for stopping by. And for more great resources, including interviews with some of the latest financial gurus, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Mula Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. Unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 